0: This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast.
1: Drive the Lane podcast coming to you on a Saturday. We'll get to that a little more in a second. We got a packed episode for you, for our fans, for the people. Hashtag Zolden and Lane twenty twenty. What a great episode. Double interview. Finally, Jay Sean Tate joins the show. The Sydney King, the King of Sydney himself jay sean tate joins the show and chad forbes nfl draft analyst insider joins the show to talk a little bit about the buckeyes in the draft two completely different people completely different interviews but they mesh well together for a perfect combo episode but before we get to that drive the lane podcast is presented to you by High Street Tees. Our shirts are in stock. Our shirts have shipped out, and now you can get one too. Use our promo code DTL15 for 15% off your order. Head on over to teas.com slash DTL. All their gear is 15% off your complete order with our promo code DTL15. Mama's passing Brew, RIP. They got it all. Me and Mr. Mustards, Buckeye Donuts, Threes, you know we love our three shirts. I haven't taken them off since we got them. The Buckeyes are... 12 13 and 1 in football since we got them. Highstreetds.com slash DTL, promo code DTL15. Buckle up. That's my seatbelt. And let's drive the land, boys and girls.
0: Alrighty. Before we get into this episode, we would like to give you full disclosure that. The Michigan Ohio State game has not happened, but we do want to congratulate Ohio State on winning.
1: Yes, congratulations to the Buckeyes! Huge and win. We're not even going to cut this out if they lose, because they're not going to well, lose.
0: Well, we're well. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing <laughs> okay. it. Okay.
1: So, congrats to the Buckeyes, two and zero this what a,
0: week. What a win!
1: Two and zero this week. Beat Nebraska. Beat Michigan at home.
0: Too bad Kyle Young didn't play. Yeah. I've literally. I honestly, if anyone did know, it would be me, but I don't know and I don't think he's going to play.
1: This was a big week for the Buckeyes, who solidified themselves as as Big Ten tournament contenders with these two big wins this week. Dwayne Washington had a great game against Nebraska. He is hot. He's on fire. even better game <laughs> against Michigan.
0: He's killing it. You know who was unbelievable, though? Caleb Wesson. They, the Michigan just can't seem to stop big men this year. The bully. Hashtag the bully. You hear that, Jared Solzer? Hashtag the bully. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait for Caleb... To forego his last year of eligibility and have shirts that say the bully after Ohio State won the Big Ten Championship against Maryland. And then. Am it, I going to get. The Big Ten Tournament Championship? Am I going to get residuals? No. And then and then we ro- make a run to the Elite Eight and he becomes the next person in Ohio State basketball folklore and he's going to have shirts that say the bully. It's just going to be great. You
1: know what we should do? We should, when we go we'll have the Big him 10 on to announce them. Well, no, when we go to the Big Ten Tournament, we should get white shirts and just in the sharpie, hashtag the bully and wear. And wear them at the Big Ten Tournament. Or. Nope, we're doing that. We could
0: get <laughs> regular shirts that say hashtag the bully. But
1: I think it's cooler like, if it, like, well, maybe you not. You can dra- do that. May- maybe not drawn on, but the design will look like it's just, like, a Sharpie on a, or, like, a marker on a whiteboard. But, like, we won't actually draw it. Like, we'll make a logo
0: that okay. looks like that. Okay, and, and maybe have Caleb's face on it. Yeah, maybe. To make it make sense. Fine. And then we get a couple of. Bigger shirts to give to, to Keith Wesson.
1: And then on the back is Mark Turgeon crying. Oh, Vi- oh, oh uh, On the
0: back it says, I hate
1: 9 p.m. starts. Viral <laughs> meme, or not viral. Verbal. That's coronavirus. Verbal meme. <laughs> Verbal meme, okay. The guy from Jaws saying we're going to need a bigger boat, but it's Mark Turgeon's head, and then the shark swimming up, and when it comes out of the water, it's Caleb Wesson. The bully. <laughs> or, or a picture of someone giving someone a wedgie, and it's, it's Caden Wesson. Oh, holding. that's good. I, I might make that. I'm gonna make that right now. After this episode, really good. I'm gonna make that. Or wow. like a
0: person putting someone's head in a in a toilet, yeah, but like then you can't a see the
1: person's head unless it's from the. No, picture. You just, unless the picture's taken from <laughs> whatever from inside I mean, I'm just the toilet. Say, yeah, sure. <laughs> the reason we're kind of not really talking a whole lot about. The Buckeyes right now is, if the game goes south <laughs> tomorrow, we don't want to. I will have say a I did say that that, that Michigan. I will say
0: that Michigan. I said is the second best team, um, in the Big Ten when they have Isaiah Livers, and then they lost to Wisconsin. So Wisconsin might be the best team in the Big Ten. Yeah. But we're not saying that because for a bunch of reasons. But also we don't know who the best team is. I'll we'll just say it's Ohio State. Sure, Ohio State's the best Big team in the big 10 especially after their huge win against michigan man oh
1: my gosh i think michigan state is about to
0: hit there that's who i trust the most in the big 10 that's for sure but speaking of other teams that people are excited about in the big 10 we're watching penn state versus iowa right now luca garza's three for 16 in the first half that's your big 10 player of the year it's not mine couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. No, he's been. He's. I mean, obviously, he's incredible. He's out, out, having having an unbelievable year. But man, it is hard to watch him sometimes. It's like, God, this dude's unathletic. He's slow. He's, but he just gets it done. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was a fun team to watch because they're so damn good on offense and so damn bad on defense. The games are just, oh, it's just fun to watch. I mean, like they uh, Iowa got their point guard back, C.J. Frederick, who, who I. Patented the phrase "the Great White Hope." He's he's a freshman, young guy, stud. We should just go to the t- to the Big Ten tournament
1: with like fifteen different shirts of nicknames that we came up with. Yeah, and we'll and just take, take, them take off. off the shirts. Well, we probably don't need to wear all of them for the first game.
0: We'll just we'll bring a backpack. We'll in.
1: bring a backpack of shirts. So we'll security's gonna stop us. The security's gonna be like, "What do you have in there?" And they're just gonna, <laughs> we're gonna be like, "We're sorry, different. we have a Northwestern." All right, so we got the bully. We got the Great White Hope. We got. Hashtag second best team in the Big Ten when Isaiah Livers plays.
0: Yeah, except for we don't
1: nothing about Michigan. No. Nothing about Michigan, even though <laughs> full full disclosure. So what are we going to
0: do when Minnesota plays Nebraska in the first round?
1: Hashtag is Trevor Mbakwe still on the team? Question mark.
0: He's the only Minnesota player that I know. No, th- it's funny how I don't know is Patino is Patino on the hot seat? That's <laughs> never. You know his last name? Yeah. They apparently they love him. I, I would love him too. I would like to play for him. He seems like a guy I'd like to play for. But they've had some. Like a mere coffee should still be there, you know, and the fact that he's not, kind of hurts them. Um, let's see what else. What about when Northwestern plays? Um, who do they? Who would they play? Who's the? Th- who's the third to last place team? Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana. <laughs> when Northwestern plays Indiana, Archie Miller hot seat. Yeah.
1: Oh, don't tell Dockish that. He'll scream at you again. Oh, we got to link up with him and Indy. Indy's going to be fun.
0: Um, Archie Miller should be fired after this year. I don't see it. Sorry, sorry. You don't see it? What? Him staying? Yeah. No, I don't see him being the the future for Indiana basketball. Yeah. Like, he was almost my coach. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk about the Bucks for a second. All right. Do you think this? No, uh, Kyle Young. No problem. Do I you think this Ohio State
1: team legitimately can win the Big Ten tournament? Because I say yes. Yeah.
0: I mean. Course. I think any, they any might not be a top four it. seed, but they're probably they won't be. But
1: the they're probably I w- they could still be, but they're probably one of the most four likely most four likely, I agree. Four one of the best four odds. Four most likely. Four most likely. Yeah. One of the four most likely.
0: Yeah. The most likeliest. Yeah. Of the four. Yeah. I think
1: it we always talk about, you know, before DJ Cartons leave. I always said that DJ Carton should be in the starting lineup, and you would always say no. And then I think Dwayne should be in the starting lineup. It's like there's all these guys that would like could be in the starting lineup. I think Dwayne Washington. <laughs> shh, shh. CJ Frederick highlights on the game. Dude, well, hold on, <laughs> I, if, if Dwayne Washington can start the game off with two threes, that is. I so think we'll valuable. win a lot of games. It's so valuable,
0: and he does it every time he starts. He starts hot. No, I, hey. I'm not gonna tell Holman what to do. Obviously, he knows way more than me. When everyone's healthy, w- like the numbers that we put up when Dwayne starts instead of like Dre, you know, like and obviously I love Andre. Um, you know when it's when it's C.J. Walker, Luther, Dwayne, Kyle, and Caleb versus and you switch well, and Dre right, and Well, and right Dwayne. now
1: it's it's Dre over Kyle though.
0: Right, but I'm saying with that lineup, that just seems a little bit more, just, I don't know, there's just a little more oomph to it, but, and and that works because Dre is the type of guy that he does not give a flying, you know what, if he starts, he just wants to win, but... We still win when Dre starts, so I don't know. Yeah, the I,
1: team was the hottest, though, at the beginning of the year right when he got hurt, and and that it, was the starting line. Right, so I don't know. I, it's tough to look at that because he came back and they didn't miss a beat.
0: Yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't know. It, maybe it's a confidence thing for Dwayne. I know he's told me that he does not mind coming off the bench. Like, he sees it as, like, a cool challenge, like, to be that Energizer guy, you know, so... <laughs> um, I. But you It's a good problem an, to you have. You can't be an
1: energizer guy when you're scoring 56 points a game. You know, it's not like the it's not like the NBA where where your spark off the bench will come in and give you 25 like Lou Williams. You
0: know. Well, that's no one in college does. Right, that, but really. it's like
1: the spark off the bench in college. I feel like doesn't exist as much because there's not volume scoring in college and there's a 4 minute then you could no, you could come fair. in and hit a 3 and then there's a 5 minute TV timeout 1 second later it's like i i just think he's a valuable starter and Let's just start six guys. Can we do that? Yeah. I might I might wear a start Dwayne Washington shirt okay. to the Big 10 tournament. All right. <laughs> I w- Even if he's the starter. I will will this is my ideal starting lineup, and it's exactly what you uh, yeah, just said. Yeah, yeah, we don't even need to. But, right. no,
0: your ideal starting lineup has DJ Carden in it, so.
1: Well, that's impossible right now. Okay, well. Will he play in the big tournament? What do we think? I don't I think don't so. I don't think so either. I think he's done so. Forever or for, so?
0: Not forever. I don't think he's, I don't think he wants to leave Ohio State. I don't <laughs> think he wants to go to the NBA. I mean, if he was, I love the guy, like a little brother. Like, I love him. But if he wasn't ready for college basketball, is he ready for the NBA? You know? I I
1: didn't mean oh. I didn't mean done. God, Garza, I hate him. <laughs> I didn't mean done and going to the NBA. No,
0: no, I know he he um. I'll say that I think DJ loves Ohio State and he loves his teammates and he loves the coaches. There's no question about that. He just had some shit to get figured out, and a lot of young people have that and they don't do that. So I think that he'll come back better than ever next year and be a huge piece to a really successful team that includes the likes of Dwayne Washington as the Big Ten Player of the Year. So yeah,
1: that you know that I believe that I think he will, I think he will be Big Ten Player of the Year next year, and he will also be in the discussion for Player of the Year. Which Whoa. obviously, if you're Big Ten Player of the Year, you're going to yeah. be in the discussion for Player of the Year. This year's a little weird in the Big Ten where everyone's beating everyone. No, but
0: Garza's still in. The, he's going to be a first team All American. Yeah, but I also think which is insane.
1: I also think. <laughs> uh, it's a big summer cuz he looks like
0: Doofenshmirtz from face and fur. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I also I think it's a big summer for Dwayne Washington. Oh yeah. Like I don't think he's just going to all of a sudden get more minutes and be big 10 part of the year. Like he's got to he's got to work his ass off this summer. Yeah. I might have to get in the gym with a <laughs> show a thing or two. He
0: probably wouldn't it's it, he probably wouldn't have worked hard if he didn't, you know. That's right. You know, it's a big summer for him. What? <laughs> silver <laughs> lining. It's always a big summer. S-
1: silver lining to yeah, but last year, whatever, is a big summer, but they still have 58 guards this year. It's going to – No, I know. And, I, or they still have Caleb. That's why, like – it. Should we – let's – Um. Wait, last thing I want to say about kind of this topic. Silver line to Kyle Young being hurt right now is EJ Liddell playing more meaningful minutes before the tournament.
0: Absolutely. I love EJ Liddell. He's, let's fast – should we fast forward to next year's team real quick? Yeah. Think about how good they're going to be. Yeah. CJ Walker, senior. Luther Muhammad, junior. Dwayne Washington Jr. Jr. EJ Liddell.
1: <laughs> the mo- oh, the monument. We have to wear the monument shirt too. <laughs> oh, the monument, Washington. You monument. can make all
0: these shirts. I'm gonna show up probably wearing the Holman Mormon ticket. No, you ha- we have to officer. wear the bully one. Uh, I, I will. I'll wear that as long as it's a good T-shirt. I'm not gonna wear a Sharpie. Yeah, t-shirt. I know. We'll make good ones. Um, and hopefully they're playing more than one game so we can wear a couple different T-shirts. But anyway, EJ Liddell. Who is who? If you didn't know, he's a junior also, but his name is EJ, so it doesn't make sense to say it's redundant if you say junior at the end. Um, he won't like this, but his name is Eric, and then uh <laughs> and then Kyle Young. It's a pretty good team. He was a senior. It's a pretty good team. Oh my God, are we gonna be preseason number one next year? I don't know how much preseason. Number I don't many. know how, how your Ohio State Buckeyes. Okay, I Big obviously the
1: guards are incredible, but I don't know how. Good. DJ Carden's coming up. I don't know dash. how good the EJ Kyle I that's a big that's a big downgrade obviously. Well when you lose from Caleb the, scoring wise thing. scoring wise defense and defense and rebounding you might be an upgrade not necessarily rebounding cuz Caleb grabs everything but like
0: no but you physical. underestimate the fact that Kyle Young you can throw it into him and he can make a move and score. But it's not I, I you're replacing Caleb Wilson, so yeah, the big men aren't right. going to score as much. But it's going to be—it's just going to be different. I think Dwayne basketball. Washington's
1: going to average 17.5 to 19 next year. That's not enough to win Big Ten Player of the Year, probably. I bet if we, unless I, if I we bet if we look, at, I bet if we look at what the last however many Big Ten player, none of them are average them over right 20. Keda didn't mm-hmm. average 20. He didn't. In the Big Ten, he absolutely did. Maybe, but I'm looking at it right now. Okay, while you what look it, at yeah, that, whatever. while you look at that, I'm going to talk about uh. Uh what should I talk about?
0: Oh, you know what I you know what we'll talk about? I think the best breakfast in fast food is Chick-fil-A. You haven't had Taco Bell breakfast. Unmatched. I just First of all, McDonald's is at a like a legendary Hall of Fame elite status that probably can't be touched. It's the it's the Alright, it's like that theory
1: that I talked about with Titus where no like, one could ever touch Brad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that theory. It's like that theory where McDonald's is the best. So it's not like he said, Jaleel Okafor is the best big man he's ever seen in the post. Basketball theory because he's not better than Shaq. Yeah. No, but right, right. Okay. yeah, so, Okay, so. So Chick-fil-A is sure. the best basketball ever. Basketball no, theory. No, no, no. Or, <laughs> Chick-fil-A is the best breakfast ever. Basketball theory because McDonald's is untouchable. It's in a league of its own.
0: Sure. Okay. That's fine. So it's just you're basically fighting for second place, right?
1: <laughs> it's like St. Louis says that they have the second biggest Mardi Gras. I think they should say they have the biggest Mardi Gras outside of New Orleans. That sounds better, <laughs> right? You're trying to rebrand the. Yeah, I'm trying to
0: rebrand Mardi Gras. Um, I'm trying to f- I'm trying to find the stats. I can find the winners, but I'm trying to find the stats. Um, ho- breaking news: EJ Kushner, Jay, one of J. Sean Tate's agents, who we have on later in the show. He's in Australia. He watched JT's game last night. They won. By the time you're listening to this, they played another game as well. We don't know the outcome. But congratulations on them to making it to the finals. Well, we
1: already in the interview congratulate him on winning the finals and and
0: (laughs) and winning a championship with the Lakers. (laughs) That's true. Um, But he just said, bro, what a game. About the game in Australia. They came back from down 16 with like six minutes left.
1: Sydney Kings stay Kings.
0: Yeah, no, but I can't find the stats. But let's just go. There's no, Cash has absolutely averaged more than 20 last year, right? I don't think so, dude. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I got to research harder. I might put down the headset and go get my laptop that's right there. I'm going to do that. All right, we'll update, we'll update that at the end of the
1: show. So listen all the way through, or you can just Google it, and you'll hear who has won the last few Big Ten Players of the year and what they averaged. And we will
0: update you at the end of the show. Right now, we're Be- before we get to the ad, before we say it to the interview, want to give a shout-out to Adam Gold, who I saw on the train yesterday on the way home from, from downtown Chicago. He would not stop talking about how awesome the podcast is. So whenever people do that and you see us in person, you tell us, you will get a shout-out, but especially Adam, who is the absolute man and um, was my walk-on protege as a high schooler. <laughs> so
1: And back to what Joey was saying about the ad before – the interview, we still don't have one. We are looking for sponsors. We are looking for sponsorships. Please, please reach out to us. We want to make your company money. That's what we do. Now we're going to get to our interview with JT. If you – And after that, you'll hear some
0: <laughs> – Hold on. <laughs> if you're out there and you love sports gambling or you do something with sports gambling, we'll sponsor you. That's Probably for free. You'll sponsor us. You'll sponsor us. We'll yeah. sponsor you. It's, it's mutual. For free. Consider it done. All right, buckle up, drive the lane. Here's JT. That sounded so degenerate of me. Oh, my God. Here's like a four-hour interview with
1: JT and then a shorter interview That's with not d- Chad Forbes.
0: JT was awesome. I'm not complaining. I know. am just saying. And Chad Forbes was awesome. Yeah. And they were both longer yeah, than we You guys expected. are going to enjoy this. It literally, though, I think. This is our longest episode in a while. It'll be like it's a 40-minute interview. ramble at the beginning. It'll be like a 40-minute interview with JT and a 20-minute interview with Chad Forbes. Buckle up, drive the lane. Buckle up, drive the lane. <laughs> Okay, we now welcome onto the Drive the Lane Podcast, someone near and dear to my heart, my former teammate, Ohio State legend, uh, Sydney Australian legend, <laughs> Jay Sean Tate, JT, buddy, so great to have you on.
2: Nah, thanks for having me, man. I know we've been talking about doing this for a while, so... Pretty happy and pretty excited to finally get it done, man.
0: Absolutely. For those of you listening that don't know, JT is playing in a different hemisphere. So it's a little bit harder um for us to find a good time that works for um for both of us because right now it's tomorrow for you,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, it's one forty one <laughs> Friday PM. So
0: And we're recording yeah. this at the uh, you know, eight forty one PM on a thursday so
1: and that yeah. means that this will come out on a
0: tuesday for tuesday him, for you but maybe? a monday
2: for us yeah yeah it's it's pretty difficult <laughs> you know? but once, once you uh once you're over here for a while you get to uh figure out when you talk to people my best time to get on the phone and with family and friends is around 8 a.m to about uh i'll have a few more hours now so In the mornings are great for me, and then if I stay up late at night, I'll be able to catch them midnight my time when they're waking up. (laughs) Perfect,
0: so we know when to call you now.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, JT, tell us about Australia, about your experience there beyond basketball. How are you loving it so far? Yeah,
2: yeah, for um, all the viewers, just so you know, there aren't any kangaroos hopping around. That is (laughs) a myth. I have not seen one kangaroo since I've been here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Haven't seen any snakes. Haven't seen any. I've seen uh, little little lizards, little geckos, but other than <laughs> that, <guy> uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, man, it's it's pretty similar to you know how we live in the in the states. But um, the weather's just beautiful, man. Like I'm right on the water, Sydney, Australia. I mean, you don't think of Australia unless you're thinking of Sydney. So it's a pretty big city, and the people here are great. Um, the sights are great, and uh, man, I just been enjoying it.
1: Well, that's good. It seems like uh, your team's enjoying you too. Sixteen point four points a game, team MVP. It's pretty impressive. What's uh, what's clicking for you over there, across the pond, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> way across the pond. across the ocean? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think uh, so. It's pretty pretty rare and pretty great story, and uh, I mean, we've already made history with the team that what the, uh, things we've done this year, but, uh, we have Will Weaver, who is a, um, first year coach in the NBL. He actually won the G league championship last year with, uh, Brooklyn's G league team and, um, him and, uh, the Kings put together a really, really great, uh, just really great team and really great people in place around the team Uh, this is the first year of the ownership uh the ownership changed and uh, this really was a year to build culture man and once I heard that and um the roster that they had with uh Didi Lozada who was drafted 35th in last year's draft to the Pelicans Casper Ware who's a a legend man on the West coast and Andrew Bogut. I mean, once you see a roster like that, they also have Kevin Lish who played at St. Louis uh, for anybody who, who follows college basketball and he's won two NBL MVPs over here in the championship. So there's just a lot of guys on this team um, that it was hard not to join, man. And we uh, ended up winning the premiere, which is, you know, we, Won the most games in I think NBL history uh, in the regular season, and we led in first place from start to finish. So going into the uh, playoffs, which start tomorrow, man, we're just looking to make more history.
0: It's awesome, man. You're, you're all the Ohio State fans that are listening know that you're a winner. It's good that 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 transfers to to wherever you go.
2: Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I, I feel that love and support. Um, even over here, uh, you know how our fan base is, and you know that's why I wanted to be a part of Buc- Buckeye Nation because uh, one thing it is when you join that brotherhood and that and that family, it's a forever thing. And they definitely show their love and support. And I'm all the way on the other side of the world. It's awesome.
1: So before we kind of jump into a bunch of Ohio State things, I, I am a little curious, a little more about the NBL. What's the uh, what's the biggest difference between playing? college basketball versus playing pro basketball
2: um pro basketball or professional in the nbl professional in the nbl good question we'll be,
0: yeah good question jt
1: you're good, yeah
2: you're good I mean, uh, good journalist <laughs> <laughs> no it's just um you know i did my first stint of my career over in belgium and it was definitely a a big big difference and just the style of play different on depending on what country you're playing in you know the spanish league is a lot faster whereas the nbl is you know very physical um i think that the like australians in general you see delhi how he plays <laughs> it's just it's just hard nose and it's a physical game man and i think they get that just from the love and the support they get around the footy, which is you know rugby, and they kind of translate to the basketball court, which also feeds into my game. And the reason why uh, I thought I had a pretty great career at uh, Ohio State, just the physical play. And um, I think the difference is uh, between you know college and and uh, professional and the NBL is just that you're dealing with grown men um, and. Yeah. Anytime you're dealing with grown men, uh, it makes it a little harder. I mean, these are guys who have done so much in their career and the game is slowed down. They know exactly what they want to do. And um, with that, I've gotten so much better, you know, just playing with guys. I mean, Andrew Bogut is an NBA champion and he's 35 years old and and running to be uh, another champion in the NBL, but also, going to play in the Olympics. So just being around older guys, I've gotten better and getting stronger. You have to, you got to be strong to survive in this grown man league. Yeah. Do you think,
0: do you think the big 10, even though what you said, like it's, it's grown men versus, you know, you know, some dudes in college. You think the big 10 though, probably prepared you as well as any conference could, right?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like till this day, I mean, i I know that the, uh, style of play and the, the the way refs call games they try to clean it up a little bit, but I still would say that um, if you sit down and watch a big Ten game that is the most physical conference in college basketball right now.
0: For sure. So before we talk about the big Ten, last question, what's next for you? We I know your dreams and aspirations. what's <laughs> you, you're done in two weeks whether you win the championship or not, which I assume you're going to. And I'm just mm-hmm. um but what's what's next for, for Jay Sean Tate?
2: Yeah, um definitely you know how our mindset is we control what we can control and right now uh we're just focused on you know winning tomorrow's playoff game, man. And uh definitely there has been some buzz around, you know, the NBA and you know, potential potential call ups and all, but I told my agent right now we're focused on, um, you know, just winning this championship because, you know, once you control that and handle that, more more win- more doors of opportunity open. So that's how I've just been approaching this year and approaching each game. And, I mean, it, it's got us in first place. And uh, that's one thing that you want to add to your res- resume because no matter what, if you're a winner, people will want you.
1: Absolutely. So – You've been around, obviously, obviously, some NBA guys, and there's also some guys who are potentially trying to get drafted. What's what's your uh, thoughts on kind of LaMelo and RJ Hampton? Are they legit? Have you gone yeah. toe-to-toe with them? Are they top five picks?
2: Yeah, I mean, they definitely held their own. I mean, you got to think. I just told you guys, like, this is a grown man. I mean, grown man league. I think the average age over here is, like, 29 30 years old. So wow. uh, for any um, young guy, nineteen, twenty year years of age to come over here and be able to hang with, you know, older guys um, and, and really hang with them. I mean, Melo averaged almost a triple double and um, RJ was uh, right behind them, you know, averaging double digit points and I think like three or four uh, rebounds and assists. So uh, those guys are legit, man. And, um, no, I'm I'm really happy to uh, follow their careers, and I've talked to them a few times, uh, you know, on the court and off the court over here, and they're they're also just good dudes off the court, and uh, we're going to see, man. But I'm I'm sure they'll have a promising career because I've seen the potential they have, but also just how good of players they are right now.
0: You're a you're a very humble dude, JT, because I I I know. You know, I kinda said it before, but I, I see you in the NBA soon. I really do, just based on, you know, how what you've been doing. Dan D P pulling some strings for you, you know, the whole the whole nine yards. I, I'm excited for you, man. But let's talk Ohio State, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, and well, and oh. and just so you
1: know, <laughs> people who come on this podcast tend to have success. not too far after so he's not wrong it's in the cards we will hey hey. congratulations on your nbl championship (laughs) and congratulations (laughs) on signing with the lakers for their their championship run a pre-congratulations
2: hey Hey, man you guys should uh i should have been on this podcast earlier then if that's the case hey
0: you didn't need us okay you didn't need us but but (laughs) actually though let's talk about ohio state i i know it's got to be hard to watch the games but you, I know
2: you are following.
0: Do you, how, how often do you get a chance to see them? Like, are you watching them right now? We're recording during one of the games.
2: Yeah, um, I definitely get the updates sent to my phone, um, you know, the scores and check the box scores. You know, there's still multiple players on that team that, you know, are my little brothers, man, people that I actually used to take to court with when I was back in college. So um, just keeping tabs on them and checking in on them here and there and You know, not trying to stray away, but also just, you know, letting them focus on, you know, their time, man. And um, I'm always going to be a fan of the game. I'm always going to be, you know, in debt to Coach Holtman, man. He really uh, helped my game while I was there. So I always keep in contact with the coaching staff. They always hit me up. Uh, My boy Diebler's back on the coaching staff there out of Ohio State. I actually was talking to Q and Doc before I got on the phone with you guys. So, um I'm never straying too far away, even though I'm all the way on the other side of the world. It's always a brotherhood and yeah, I'm excited for um what they have coming this March.
0: For sure. It's uh it wouldn't it would be a disservice if we didn't talk about Holman because we, we feel the same way about Coach Mata and we love him and um yeah. and love everything. We're just kinda like what you said, we're forever indebted to him as well. But yeah. talk about Holman and the impact that he had on you because I think that you know Kedah was a super talented guy. He was going to do whatever he was going to do. But I really do yeah. think that Holtman impacted your career in, in a way that that no one else really, he didn't have on the same um, for other players. You want to talk a little bit about yeah. that?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just to go off of, you know, what you're saying, um, you know, I love that. And I love what um, that has helped me with and proved as not only a basketball player, but also just a man, you know, like that is always going to be, one of my favorite coaches to play with. And then to just piggyback right off of that and have a just as great guy and a great co- players coach come in after, you know, some of those struggles we got um, in my uh, junior year. And Chris Holtman come in, man, and like pick up the beat and say that, look, I know how it usually is when new coaches come in, they use – uh, senior year as a sweep for to get those other guys out, but that wasn't the case with Coach Holt and the staff. Man, they really um, just let me and Kata, um, you know, ride ride the wave to the to the tournament, man. And uh, he he also got me up off the block and allowed me to play some point guard, which kind of opened some opportunities and it really translates to my game now, man. Even over here in Australia, I'm bringing it up the court. You know, a lot of the time and uh, I'm always indebted to you know Coach Holtman for uh, not only giving me the confidence, but also just allowing other people to see that I'm able to do it.
0: Do you remember the conversation that we had after it would be your junior my sophomore year when we were terrible? We're in the weight room for 6 a.m. workouts and me and JT would always work out together, not because we lifted the same weights, but because we both had really bad shoulder issues. So yeah. we were always when people were bench pressing, we were kind of doing push-ups and doing our own thing man, uh, man. <laughs> the, man. the push-up remember. circuit
2: was no joke man. <laughs> man. That was back when we had a uh, coach Rich right right: Papa
0: exactly, Rich. exactly, but man. do you do you remember well, we won't talk about the day that Jaquan quit, but do you
2: remember the day that you
0: you quit Do you remember the day that you told me you were going to go play football and not play basketball the next year?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did, man. like that was really a low point. In my basketball career, man, I was ready to hang it up and go play with herbs. You know, (laughs) it was kind of tough, man. They they win every year over there. You get tired of losing. You like, man. (laughs) I I can uh, at least piggyback off them, but no, like uh, that was another thing. Why, um, you know, I love I I love uh, Coach Mata and that staff because uh, they really talked me into staying, man. Like I went and had a meeting with that and he was just like, look, man, you can't abandon shit right now. This is your legacy, man. You've been a captain of this team since you were a sophomore. Why would you leave? You can't leave this ship. You got to finish this. And if, if you want to play football after that, then be my guest. But to be a, a three-year captain, um, you have to finish it out. And it was one of the best decisions I made um, of my life because, man, I, I really got love for this game. And and uh, it's taken me places, man. This has been one of the greatest years, I can say, of my you know, professional career, but also just basketball, man. I'm genuinely happy. I'm getting better every day. And that wouldn't have happened if I'd never had that meeting with Coach Mata in his office. That's
0: that's awesome, dude. But we all know that you would have been a great tight end,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know with these shoulders, though.
0: Joey and I, Joey and I always talk about –
1: well, I guess we haven't done this in a while, but we talked with like <laughs> Sully and Diebler and Kraft about which yeah. uh which Ohio State basketball players of the past would be the best football players and you were on everyone's list. First mention. <laughs> first, <laughs> first, first mention. First
2: first. Yeah. Man, that would have been something. You never know, man. Maybe I'll go out for the for the Browns, man. They they, they always need some help. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what's gonna happen.
0: Tom Brady's gonna sign with the Bears. And then he's going to say, you know what, we need some tight end help. Call up Jay Sean Tate of the Sydney Kings. That's my ideal target.
2: Hey, I've seen Tom. We've all seen Tom turn, you know, (laughs) turn turn bums into all-stars, man. So I'm a believer. If Tom Brady calls my phone, you'll see me on that gridiron. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm,
0: I'm, I'm just picturing not only would my mom love to have you back in the city, but then you're also catching passes from Tom Brady, and I'm sitting in the first Man. row. That uh, seems pretty good to me.
2: You don't even – yeah, with, with Tom, you know, you don't even got to catch it. You just got to open your hands. He just puts it, in, puts it in your pocket. You literally just get spoon-fed. Who's Go the, out there. And...
0: Who's the king of spoon-feeding f- you in your career? I know the answer.
2: D'Angelo Russell.
0: Oh, my God. Sure. You average 10 points a game on without dribbling the ball and shooting from inside a foot, right?
1: Actually, he averaged 8.8 points a game. I haven't pulled up right
2: now. D'Angelo, it was 10 points when I became a starter in that lineup. Yeah, fair. fair. It was 10. I didn't get to play early on, but, yeah, once I got in there, yeah, it was just stand under the rim and D-Wrestle find you. And that was was the case (laughs) 90% of the time. So is he your, your favorite teammate of all time? that's a tough one um i wouldn't say
1: court teammate because we know joey's your
2: favorite Favorite overall no No, that's not
0: what we're gonna do you can answer honestly
2: (laughs) i don't know man like i don't have just one favorite man there's i love literally all my teammates that i have you want to give us a starting
0: five of teammates starting five yeah
2: just of teammates and for whatever reason but, like, what reason? Like, there's just so many. Are we talking four on others, the court? Four others. Because you're on the court. So, four Yeah, yeah sure.
0: Yeah, you're on the court. You need them for whatever reason. It could be a great teammate like D'Angelo Russell because three he's minutes left. Three minutes left in. Wait, what are you saying? This is this is nothing to do with basketball. No, skill. I'm making it about this. basketball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so three minutes basketball. <laughs> okay. Three minutes left. Oh, that's fine. In an NCAA tournament game, you're on the court. Pick your
0: four other teammates. That's any of the guys. That's right. a better question. And more. then who's on the bench yeah. that's not going to check in? With that right. happens to have a towel. <laughs>
2: all right. Well definitely kata and d russ d are on there okay definitely i mean they're nba guys yes but they're also we also are stamped we got the same we got our room tattooed on our <laughs> on our wrists. so they're ultimately in there um sheesh sheesh it's but not like, easy right this is so tough man this is tough like because I need a big man, right? You do. I got to have a big out there. But do I you? Because you big. and the best lineup we had my junior
0: year was you and Kata.
2: Bro, this is too much.
0: <sighs> it's college, too. It's not professional basketball. So, so you definitely F- need a big man. Okay. No. In college basketball, you need a dominant big man. <laughs> the last three minutes of the game, dude, you switch everything. JT, tell
2: him. I mean, come on. It's it's all right. Man, this is – y'all caught me off guard so, like, I don't know, man. Like – uh, this is the I think you need tough
1: a I think you need a shooter in that lineup.
0: So pick a, a shooter? Or you could just you could just throw out some names and then that'll convince you which ones are the How
2: about I just name all of my guys. Yeah, name but your that's guys. so hard. Like I going to name everybody. You, Joey, you know? How I know. I too like, <laughs> know. I love everybody. Like I could go back from freaking Shannon Scott, Sam Thompson, Cam Williams. I was going to say Cam AD, is probably Cam's probably the best compliment to
1: the
0: three that you've said so yeah,
1: far. Yeah, but Cam doesn't. But
2: Cam's not going to play any. Exactly. <laughs>
0: like, I was going to say Doc. Know. I was going to say Doc, and you said him. Yeah. Ah, I love Doc. He doesn't ah, need to touch the. Sure. He doesn't need to touch the ball on offense.
2: Listen, listen. listen. We're <laughs> a pick and roll, and we all know how Doc is in a pick and roll. But he is going to make sure that we huddle at every loose <laughs> ball. Need a coach he's on the court. Be that open He's going to be the coach on the court. He's going to be the coach on the court. I I just don't know, man. It's just that's a tough one for if me. You, if you, I gotta, have... I got
1: a, I got an easy question though. Who are you picking for coach, Holtman or Mata? Oh jeez.
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Wait, how about, that's tough. That's not fair. You're, we won't make you do that. Yeah, but, actually, but, fair, you sh- but but you should pick an assistant because we like, we've
1: you had know, answer, you, you can and can me have
2: had eight assistants like together.
0: There. You gotta pick an I can assistant. That
2: question, <laughs> we're gonna have Chris Gent as the offensive coordinator. Yes, I knew that. <laughs> I mean, that is for sure. Wait, like you don't want 100%. you don't want Jimmy to be on the court with you as one of your teammates? Jimmy? Nah, he can be on the he can be on the bench. <laughs> what about uh, Mickey he can be Mitchell? On the hey, he can be on the bench just in case we need to, you know, get in an altercation.
0: Yeah, we need <laughs> him. <laughs> oh my God, what, Nothing was better than my first. Day and JT can JT knows all these stories, obviously, and he can back me up with this. But my first day, Trevor Thompson calls shotgun in Mark Loving's car. Oh
2: man,
0: <laughs> and, and Mickey goes, No, 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 Trev, I don't sit in the back. And they fought like fistfight about shotgun, they, but Trevor couldn't. Trevor was not gonna fight Mickey because he's not dumb. Trevor's a yeah. lot of things, but he's not dumb. They uh, <laughs> they put a dent in Mark's car. They oh my cool. god, it was like M- Trevor is seven feet, and Mickey threw him into to Trevor's car. And I'm sitting there like, I'm good with sitting in the middle. Like, this is my first day. I can't believe that team didn't make the tournament.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, But that team was one of the most talented teams. Oh, my God. If you believe it. Like, we had some talent. Like, Mark Loving is one of the most skilled 6'9 guys I've ever seen in my life. Those pickup games
0: where it was Kata and Mark and Cam and, oh, and Mickey and Jaquan and – and me watching. Daniel, and me Daniel watching. Giddens took off from the free
2: throw line the first day he got on campus. And I said, oh, man, this dude is DeAndre Jordan. Well, he was. <laughs> he, he just was, never really got a
0: fair shake. And he also fouled a ton. But, right, like he yeah. never got a chance to, to be the guy. When he took off
2: from the free throw line and threw it in on Trev, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this is real. Do you and remember? You got,
3: do you remember? You yeah.
2: Like, yeah. Jaquan is, like, one of the, like, six six five skill can shoot. Like, that team was Sneaky amazing. athletic. I mean. Cam, Cam Williams is the best open gym player I've ever
0: seen. Ever. It is not. It's seriously, it's unbelievable. He would I, – I talked about this in an interview my senior year when they were asking about guys in practice. I said Cam Williams would take me, Jake Lorbach, Jimmy Gent, and Coach Dickerson – and beat the starters in practice
2: bro he's nuts he is like one-on-one if we play king of the court cam wins he every time miss. and it doesn't
1: matter who every he's time. playing what if it's sydney king of the court
2: <laughs> i don't know man bo gets a bo gets a tough guard
0: do you jt do bo you remember my first day with you guys
2: your first day when,
0: when, op, when Mickey op, Mitchell no, and Trevor Thompson. Well, got no, no, no. But the de- basketball day—it was open gym on like Memorial Day. It was a Monday. We had off school.
2: Man, you know how old I am. I know, I, I know. know.
0: But I only say that because whenever I talk to Daniel, he's like, he's like Joe. That first day at open gym, and you walked in, and we were like, who is this five eleven white dude we've never seen before? And I was like. And then, and I made like six. I won like six for seven from three, and I only played like yeah. three games nah, because I you guys do. wouldn't let me play. You
2: used to light it up. I, <laughs> I, you used to light it up. Like, you still light it up. You, you, you. Then you just win a trophy after. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we did. Yes. He won the Metro Media
1: Jam. Yes, sir. Hey. Hey,
2: Wait, shooter shoot,
1: JT. You know who came in second in that?
2: Who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep working, man. But shoot or shoot. Hey, man, Shooter, you shoot. were always... It must you, be something in Deerfield. It must be in the hey, water out there.
0: Hey, man, we work on our skills here. That's for sure. But you were always... One thing about you, and you were a great leader because you worked harder than everyone and played harder than everyone. That's that's obviously... That's, it's not easy, but it goes without saying for you because everyone knows that. But my favorite thing about you, leadership-wise, and this will all make sense when I finish this, um, was that you were always my biggest fan. Like, you... Like, I remember you telling my, – my mom would tell me, Joe, JT's telling me you're practicing really well. I'm like, yeah, mom, but but it doesn't it, – like, what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you would say stuff like, man, Joey on offense, like, he's great, but shit, he can't play any defense at all. But you were my biggest fan when you're saying that still. <laughs> so that's why you were the best because you would say that, like, stuff like that to Dockett. She'd be like, Doc dude, I don't want anyone else on the court, but if you have an open three, just pass it, Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man hey he he hit some big shots and I'm so happy for you that like that last year after I left man you actually got some time and and you got out there and you lived your dream man and like I could just tell like when you took that court and and you had that 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 look on your face like it's my time and you stepped into the shots man and you got the crowd into it, man. That that put a real smile on my face. It really did. Oh, I nobody, appreciate really, that. nobody knows the work, you know. People all uh, walk on, you know. But like walk-on is an important part of the team, man. And like you you go down in Ohio State history is one of the best walk ons. Oh
0: jeez, sure. now I'm blushing. Thanks, buddy. I, <laughs> I I I do appreciate that. That's and an actually more. Yeah, I felt great. One of the best walk ons. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, the list is like four people long. But yeah. well, that's fine. But that <laughs> that's list
1: like saying you're one of the tallest horse jockeys.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're you're a jumbo shrimp. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I will say while we're on the topic of walk ons, you're you're go go way back further than than I do with you. Danny Hummer, it's his senior night next week. And he's twenty nine oh,
2: years yeah. old. That's pretty wild.
1: It's his senior <laughs> discount night.
2: <Yeah. laughs> hey. People don't know that. Me and Danny growing up. Had a arch rivalry, man. It was like Kobe. It was man. It was like Bird Jordan. Like, oh my God!
0: Who is Bird and who is Jordan?
2: I mean, <laughs> yeah, do you want me to? Do you want me to? Black guy. <laughs>
1: do you want me to cut that out and you can say Bird Magic? Because that was the real one.
2: <laughs> okay, it could be Bird Magic too. You got more
0: well, of a Magic Johnson game than a Michael Jordan game, anyway, and I, yeah. that's a compliment.
2: Yeah. Bird it was like it was like bird magic. And man, we used to go at it. I'm talking about all the way from third grade up to like ninth grade. My team versus his team in the championship, the (laughs) Upper Arlington Golden Bears versus the Pickerington Central I mean the Pickerington Tigers. And there was multiple times Danny would hit the buzzer beater to win us to win the game every game man and i really just couldn't stand danny man every <laughs> time we played him he would always i'm like we can't stop him we can't stop him can't stop and larry bird then, <laughs> and uh no like uh danny actually he was at i think it was at the air force Academy. yeah yeah and he hit me up he's like hey man like Sorry, I, I really want to uh you know transfer to ohio state and you know things things went into place and then next thing i know uh danny danny joined the team man. rivals
0: become and best didn't friends
2: i know danny man he's he's cool No, nah, me and danny were always best friends because you that guys was played together our- didn't you in aau yeah we played we played aau so we played summer ball together but school ball that made it more uh, fun then made it more fun cuz we would be on the same team in the summer but then we would go and be on our our different different teams during during the winter and like, me and Danny's had that long relationship. Uh, I remember I I busted my head open in his backyard playing
0: <laughs> playing one-on-one versus him. In the he same house? His, uh, At the same house? Same house.
2: That's he, so funny. Uh, He's got the he half-full court type of deal yeah, going half on. half-full court, and it, it just got done raining. We actually had a tournament. <laughs> uh, I think we might have been playing against each other. I went over his house and went up to dunk, slid. Busting my head straight open, man! At his and house, that's and that's when the I, and that's when the
0: injury career started right there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got up and I'm like, "No, I'm good." He's like, "No, bro, you're not good. <laughs> Your eyes basically like swollen shut." Mom just come out freaking out, but that's one of the great memories I had. Uh, Me and Danny growing up for I, sure. I love Danny because
0: first of all, he's literally 24 years old, and you are you've been a pro for two. Years, and this is true. and and he is having a senior night. I just th- that's why he's so <laughs> great. Like everyone else, Danny is the stereotypical "I want to stay in college for as long as I can" type of guy. And, oh yeah, <laughs> and it's just oh, i ha- yeah. and you talk about me living his my dream. He is living his dream right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's for sure, man. That's for sure. Oh man, JT has some great times.
1: Oh yeah, JT. Something we always like to do is we like to open it up to the person we're interviewing to ask us any questions that they may have. So we're at that part of the interview where if you have any questions, now
2: is the time. Yeah, man. Nah, I mean, how's, uh? I guess I could ask how's, um? I'll just, you can cut this part, but, <laughs> uh, you know, how's life after, you know, like. No, you know, this bro, doesn't need this to be cut. There. This is great. Life
0: is hard, and I think yeah. it's different.
2: Hey, how's, the, how's the real world? Dude,
0: it's, it stinks, <laughs> and I think it's harder for maybe for me than for you because, well, <laughs> well no, I mean, no, 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 but, like, like it's hard for him because he's in a different country, but, like, for me, I think one of the hardest parts is that I'm trying to find the right balance of staying close to the dudes and, and Ohio State basketball just in general, but then also, <laughs> like, car, like, I got to start my own life. After yeah, basketball, you know what I mean? I got All right,
2: we get it. You're you went to Ohio State. Yeah, like, exactly.
0: Exactly. Like when you know how Jake Diebler is. When I come back there, he's like, "Oh, you're back," and I'm like, "Dude, I'm trying not to be like that." But I got. I mean, like, I I want to support while I can. I mean, it's not easy for me to get to Columbus. So like, when they play in yeah. Madison, like I'm gonna go because it's only two hours from my house. You know. So like, don't give a yeah. shit for that. <laughs> <laughs> no but it's good dude like i'm i'm in the job hunt you know i had some shit go down um some boring stuff that doesn't matter um in terms of shit not working out and stuff but but i'm I think good there's dude. something
1: else that you're up to also that i can't really think of it's pretty fun you get to
0: do it with one of your good buddies oh this podcast <laughs> well yeah. yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> hey man if you
2: love something it doesn't count as a job you know that this is true how do how is the po- podcast life man like what inspired you guys to do it i think
0: well we started um we started because andrew <coughs> had had me on a different podcast that he had with one of his buddies and he said you know what it would be a great idea if you did like a tell tell all for all your stories in like a two part three part podcast series you know, we're like, you know, one episode we have Dockage on and we talk about me being a walk-on and him and yada, yada, yada. One, one episode we have Coach Mata on and talk about, um, you know, my first few years or whatever. And then when we had when we did those, we ended up having Sully, Kraft, and Diebler for those episodes. And mm-hmm. people really liked it. And so we were like, shit, let's just keep doing this. So we kept doing it.
2: And cool, it's been really man. fun. So, Cool and it's just... Maybe I'll have my own podcast.
0: Hey man, you're, you're all right. Let's not get carried away, JT. <laughs> JT, I just can't wait because you're going to be a great broadcaster.
2: Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, let's don't...
1: let's get to the end. <laughs> Slow down, all right. The drive delayed bump all doesn't right. work. That, it's
0: not that good, JT. Before we before we let you go, because we know that you have the rest of the day <laughs> over down down under down under give us a Good couple we've talked about we've talked about some ohio state stories but you got to give us one untold one that you haven't really you have we either haven't touched on or you something that you've been thinking about and you're like shit this story's got to get out
2: yeah i don't know if i have any ones that aren't inappropriate but let me think they can be um,
0: inappropriate to an extent that you're comfortable with cuz we're fine with it as long as it's not about the stuff that we cut <laughs> out earlier Oh, oh, which I still can't believe you're like, yeah, that, that's the one I'm going to ask.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, that was the one that popped in my mind, man. That's one of those. I think about those that one that one in particular a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but what other stories? But um, man, you caught me off guard.
0: But so. Don't say that. I sent you a text saying be ready with stories.
2: I mean, yeah, you did, and I told <laughs> a lot of lot of PG stories today.
0: You have, you know? no, you're but, right.
2: I'm not. Um, I'm no knock
0: against you. I think the best one was.
2: Ah, Wait, were, were you there when Coach Mata put all those balls on the rack?
0: That's a great story that we talked about Coach Mata with. But i I would love to hear. Uh, I would love to hear you tell it and give us the Mata impression that you're so great at.
2: Oh, um. Man, there's so many good Coach Mata That's the best one, though. That one and Trevor ripping his
0: jersey are the two best ones by far. Not even close.
2: I think we just kept turning the ball over. And Coach Mata got a ball rack out. And he put, what, five or six six balls on there? And for every turnover, uh, he would take a ball away. (laughs) And, well, before that, remember – uh like that whole week leading up, every time we would turn the ball over, we had to go on the treadmill. They rode a treadmill out to the court. Yep. And you had to do like <laughs> sprints on the treadmill with Coach Rich. It was the, <laughs> or you had to do like push a sled. Yep. It was the craziest thing I've ever ever
0: We did that seen. with Holman though a little bit too, but that was different 'cause we were yeah. It was we were doing that to try and take us to like a whole nother level. Whereas before we were doing it as like a punishment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, and, uh, we had the ball
2: rack out. Ball rack out, and man, we went through those balls like
0: in six possessions. In,
2: <laughs> in six possessions, it was just it was terrible. <laughs> and like after that, after that last ball, like we all knew, like everybody. First of all, because we had already been practicing for like three hours, it was crazy. Right. People dead tired. That last ball dropped off the rack, man, and everybody's head just. Failed to the ground. Everyone sighed at the same time. I think I collapsed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and Coach Mata was like, oh, look at y'all. A bunch of babies. <laughs> but like, just going crazy. Like, start laughing. Like, look at y'all. Like, like, evil laugh. Evil laugh. And he just was like, you guys are so screwed up about those balls. Like, just play the game. And I don't know, did he make us run, we run well, he well he said he said he said,
0: "You motherfuckers are so insane, I wasn't even gonna make you run, but now <laughs> you guys are sulking <laughs> where where where, bunch of babies <laughs> <laughs> He said we're gonna but run I, at twenty two now.
2: <laughs> I remember the one time where he was like, uh I don't know what happened. I know it was Trevor, Trevor did something crazy, and he you know Coach Mata, he's a little you know, he's he's a little not, he's not disabled, but he has a little thing going on he, with that. He one. is though, he's a little handicapped just because he had drop foot. a little and handicapped. The the health stuff and, is well known. And um he had one of the, the managers come over. He's like, Come here, come here, help me down. So he had the manager help him lay on the ground. And he's on the ground and he's just yelling, Why? Why? <laughs> Why? And he's like, all right, help me up, help me up, help me up. So the managers are picking him up off the ground <laughs> and making sure, he's, making sure he's standing up straight. And he's like, I know it was because Trevor did something. Like, that was just one of the greatest things I, I loved about Coach Mata, just those practices, man, especially him and Trevor. That was a duo.
0: Yeah. Oh Remember the,
2: like, first – I don't know if you were there, but um, it was, like, one of the first weeks – and the big, you know, we usually split up bigs and guards. And uh, you guys should cut the other stories. This this one's a good one though. And it, uh, we'll just cut everything, he, JT. You just tell us what to cut. Yeah. We'll cut it all, okay? And uh, yeah, he splits it up bigs and guards. And the the bigs are down there doing post ups, like hook shots, you know, up and unders, things big men do. Big men move, Trevor. For some reason, Trevor has made his way out. <laughs> To the three-point line. (laughs) You know
0: when this was? It was after he hit 17 and 17 against UConn, I think.
2: No, no, no. That's another time. But this time, (laughs) he's out. Like, they're literally ducking. Like, they're doing ducking dunks. And somehow, Trevor's out shooting fadeaway threes. And I'm on the other end, you know, with the wings and the guards. (laughs) And the ball comes. (laughs) Yeah, I I used to dabble in both, you know. Of course. I, I just... I just walk around, you know. You do what sometimes you're told. Sometimes I'm a big, sometimes a guard. And a ball comes flying, just flying at my head. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And Coach Dickerson is down there yelling at Trevor, Trevor, we're out here doing big man work, <laughs> and you're shooting fadeaway threes. <laughs> how, how the hell do you even get out there?
0: Oh, I remember that. Oh, my God. No, Coach D, it was funny because Trevor was an unbelievable player, but there was just something – the coaches just butted heads with him, like a lot of players. That happens to a lot of players. But the Trevor stories, I mean, I guess what we're gonna have to do is, you're gonna come on after you win the championship, and we're just gonna tell more stories. Because I mean, there's just not enough time in the day. Even if we're, even if it is already tomorrow in Australia, nah, there's, there's not enough time there's in
2: the day. There's not enough time. There's not enough time because Trevor Thompson needs a book.
0: Yeah, well, maybe we like, need a book, and we'll just, and it'll be about him. So then we make the money.
2: (laughs) No, but I mean, (laughs) that could work because like Trevor is one of my great, greatest friends. I I, I was just talking to Trevor like two days ago and um, he's a teammate in in Belgium, too. Former teammate. We have a championship together. (laughs) Believe it or not.
0: Oh, I I remember texting you when Trevor got signed by you guys and we don't need to go into any more detail about that. But I just remember texting you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, me and Trevor Trevor is the only teammate that I have won a championship with, championship with. Isn't that the craziest thing? Yeah, I mean, it is crazy. And, Trevor, and um, double teased Buck Tweezy, unreal. Buck Tweezy, he goes by Buck Tweeze now. And uh, no, nah, like he, I'm really happy with the growth he's made um, from good you know dude. being that he's a good dude, freshman in college to to now. Like he's matured so much and. Like, his game has grown so much. And he's having a, a great year over in Lithuania right now, man. Like, it's been a few weeks that he's been uh, player of the week. That's so, awesome. like, I'm really really uh, excited to see what, what happens in these next few months and next year. I mean, because, like I said, Trevor's one of the most skilled seven-footers that Ever. I've seen yeah. play
0: together. Yeah, 100%. All right, JT, we, you're the man. This was so fun. You – I, th- I think it's safe to say that we're going to have you on again shortly because um, yeah. we, we could talk forever, but it was great to, to talk to you again. So happy for you, proud of you, all the stuff that's going on. The fam says hello, and they miss you. And I'm excited that you're yeah. going to be coming back in a couple of weeks because I will definitely make sure to see you while you're home.
2: Yeah. Um, no, uh, thank, thank you guys for having me. I hope, uh, I hope that it turns out well and um, – yeah, like like I said, um, thanks for having me on. It was great catching up. I know we got long winded there at the end, but <laughs> that's what happens when you get you know good friends together that haven't really spoke about those great times and those memories, man. And that's that's just part of it. Absolutely. All right, buddy. We
0: will talk to you soon. Best of luck going forward. Bring home that ship for us, okay? Yep. All, All
2: right. Buddy. Talk, talk to you soon. soon. Yep.
1: We now welcome on to the Drive the Lane podcast Chad Forbes he's at NFL Draft Bites on Twitter NFL aficionado draft insider analyst Chad welcome to the show thanks for coming on man Thanks for having me guys Absolutely so as we as we mentioned to you we are a Ohio State based podcast definitely want to hear your thoughts on the buzz around the draft right now with the high profile Ohio State potential
3: drafts you know where to start i think if you look at burrow as an ohio state guy you're going to have three obviously top five. <laughs> yeah joey burrow from eastern ohio is going to be obviously the first overall pick by your cincinnati Bengals down there in uh, hamilton county and then you got Akuda and chase young who are both going to go top five so it's obviously another great year for the buckeyes urban meyer really knew how to leave that uh, cover pretty full when he left and then there's a lot of depth guys behind them that uh, that should be I'd say probably this year you'll see eight to ten guys go, which is pretty much the average for Ohio State.
0: Yeah, just another year. Another year for the Buckeyes.
3: <laughs> another year with a little bit more uh, premium talent, I would say, in terms of getting three guys in the top five or six. is I mean, that's kind of unheard of. It would be pretty darn cool if they went one,
0: two, three. I don't know how possible that is. I'm a basketball guy, not a football guy. I don't know what each team needs necessarily. But if those three guys went one, two, three, I know Ohio State football um, Twitter account would be tweeting out some things about that. That's for sure.
3: Yes, it's definitely possible. I think you're seeing a lot of mock drafts, but I think the Lions end up trading down. So I see it going Burrow and then Chase Young and then one of the other quarterbacks, whether it's Tua or Herbert. But Okuda is probably going to go either fifth or sixth.
1: Are there any teams that you've heard or any news you've heard that are like, we want Okuda no matter what?
3: I mean, it's been the Lions have been connected to him forever and it just makes so much sense because... They play the most man coverage of any team in the league. And just look at the guy, he's stud in man coverage and really has all the physical traits of a corner. I mean, he kind of looks like Stefan Gilmore and plays like him, who obviously is over in New England, Patricia has some familiarity with. So he the Lions, has been kind of the connection for just, I mean, you're going to see it in every mock draft. If you, if you go out and look at those things, it's going to be a to the Lions, you know, time after time. And it will be interesting to see if anybody tries to get creative and project something else in there to Detroit.
1: Yeah, so some guys that are maybe going to go later, first round, second round, J.K. Dobbins is a name you're hearing a lot with the Chiefs. Are you hearing anything
3: about him? Yeah, I, I love J.K. Dobbins. He's my top running back. and I don't think a running back will end up going in the first round. But in the second round, between him, DeAndre Swift from Georgia, and uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU, there's a really good group, good running back class. And it'll be interesting to see how Dobbins works out. I think he's going to run pretty fast. He you know, He's had a great career at Ohio State. I don't necessarily see him to the Chiefs, but I think the Dolphins makes some sense in round two at 39. I don't see him getting outside the top 50. I think he goes somewhere between 33 and 40.
1: So the Buckeyes have a couple wide receivers in the draft, you know, between Austin Mack, Benjamin Victor, you know, they, and, uh, KJ, KJ KJ Hill last year we saw, uh, uh, Terry McLaurin have an incredible rookie year, and obviously we know Michael Thomas, Curtis Samuel, all these Buckeye wide receivers. Do you think the previous success of Ohio State wide receivers will have an impact on where a K.J. Hill-type guy goes in this draft?
3: They asked that question to Jim Nagy yesterday, who runs the senior bowl. I said, which one of these guys is the next Gary Terry McLaurin? He said none of them. and you know, He's probably right. That's such, such a rarity for a guy to come out of the third round just have that impact that he did this rookie season. I think all three of those guys will have a really good chance of making rosters. The one that I'm really intrigued by is Mac. We kind of know what what Hill is and Benjamin Victor. He's kind of like a fringy draftable prospect. But with Mac, he was a really high recruit. It's got a lot of physical talent, just not much production. So I think he could be a guy you can get in the sixth round, fifth round that could end up surprising people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Are there any? that does not have to be Ohio State. Any prospects that. Are very under the radar that you're like, I'm confident this guy's going to be a good pro. Jonah,
3: J- Jonah Jackson from Ohio State is a really underrated guy. He was transferring from Rutgers. They played guard for the Buckeyes this past year. And I, the more I see him, the more I like he's, Some people will say he's a little bit overage in he's going to be a 24 year old rookie, which some teams aren't really excited about. They think the younger guys have more kind of development pipeline. But I think someone's going to get a really, really solid player in uh, Jonah Jackson. Jordan Fuller, the safety, he's a good player. He should make a team. Might develop into a starter. Uh, yeah, the Buckeyes have Devon Hamilton. They got a lot of great prospects. It's every year with Urban Meyer, spinning you know, really back to Florida, you just keep seeing him turn out some great prospects.
0: You mentioned briefly um, about how Jonah Jackson. You see him as like you know an older rookie, and obviously, we it's it's hoop season right now. We've been talking a lot about hoops and and in basketball, that absolutely comes into play during the draft. Season, you see it all the time. They take uh, a 19 year old guy with a lot of potential versus a proven 22 year old senior. Is that something that um, happens often in the NFL as well?
3: It's just seen as guys that are like 24 coming in are I guess considered overage in the sense that when you're getting to their second contract, they're going to be 28 or 29 years old. To when you want to sign them to that, I don't really see the downside to it, especially at a position like guard. I think uh, I think he's some teams view it as a real negative the more analytically based teams and then other teams say it's not a huge issue. So it really depends on, you know, which, what your flavor is. Uh,
1: who's your, who's your top five quarterbacks for this draft? I, <laughs> I know Burrow one, I assume two at two, but then kind of feel like it differs for everyone after that.
3: But it really depends to me on where they're going, what the fit is and who the coach is. So obviously like if I take a kid, I'm, you know, I don't get to coach him, which obviously <laughs> I wouldn't even be qualify, qualified to do. But you know, it's like if, for example, if, you know, Justin Herbert ended up in Tampa Bay. I think that would be an awful fit. I think he'd have a terrible career with quarterbacks. Fit matters so much. So I'm just going to say, you know, who are my top five as much as where do these guys fit? Um, I think there's going to be a real discussion about, is Justin Herbert the best quarterback in this draft? Because physically his tools are the best. And, you know, Joe Burrow, it's like, these kind of guys always get kind of hurt throughout the draft process. Is the guys that that have great tape, but not necessarily great, like physical measurements. or small hands. It's not even that. It's like he doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. He probably wouldn't run fast. It's like everything he does is, is like he plays football very well. And as the draft process wears on, we get more excited about the athletes instead of the players. It's kind of like we get excited about a prospect instead of a football player. So Joe Burrow, there could be a conversation that Herbert might be some people's top quarterback, but I just don't see the Bengals not taking Joe Burrow. I think that, I mean, they should bring him in for their, you know, that private visit. They can bring in 30 guys. They should just begin installing the playbook with him. I think that's just <laughs> done deal. Uh, w- while we're on the topic
0: of, of quarterbacks, we've, we've done our research and done our stalking of your Twitter account. And we, we, as Buckeye fans have a direct relationship with Georgia because they chose the wrong quarterback to keep over there. Um, uh, for those who for those who don't know, can you explain your
3: feelings about Jake Fromm? Uh, Jake Fromm is Aaron Murray. <laughs> and, like, Aaron Murray is the quarterback right now, the unsuccessful quarterback of the worst team in the XFL, the Tampa Bay Vipers. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake Fromm's, like, this, like, really nice guy. Like, sure, you'd love him to bring home your daughter, but, like, that doesn't win football games. Like, drafting guys like that gets you fired. So, like, all this love for Jake Fromm, like, it's just it's ridiculous. Like the guy, like, how you could be the head coach of the University of Georgia, right, and have Jacob Eason, who's a six foot six kid, it looks like Ben Roethlisberger has the biggest arm I've ever seen, and then have the Ohio State quarterback currently Fields, and be like, nah, I'm gonna roll with uh, Jake Fromm. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous to me. Like, it's like Kirby, what were you thinking?
1: Oh. I think Georgia probably wins the national championship this year with Justin Fields. You know, I, 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 mean, I guess that's top because uh, well, LSU know. is arguably. The best team ever, quote unquote, <laughs> this year, but
3: I think Fields just makes them unbeatable. Yeah, I mean Fields is something else. Like, so yeah, you seems like a team of destiny this year, and but I mean just Fields is like it's already gonna be a conversation between him and Trevor Lawrence. Who's gonna be the best quarterback in next year's draft? And Trevor Lawrence, to most people, is the best quarterback prospect maybe since John Elway or Andrew Luck. So it just tells you how highly people think of Justin Fields. He's a really good player. And like, if you're a coach and you can't figure out that Justin Fields, and I understand there was some like weird circumstances that happened at Georgia where a baseball player made a racist comment towards him and he transferred. But like, I think if people were really serious about it, like if he was the starting quarterback and there wasn't any BS, so I'm going to use this guy who like probably should be selling insurance for all state. Then <laughs> like Justin Fields stays at Georgia. They probably win the sec and roll on to like you know bigger and better things. Isn't it
0: just crazy though that I've heard some stuff about Jake Fromm lately? Because honestly, they talked Joe Burrow had small hands, but Jake Fromm had smaller hands. So then they started about talking about Jake <laughs> Fromm, and it is crazy how if if he and obviously you can't if he would have left after his freshman year, people would have thought he was the second coming to Jesus. How good of a quarterback he was, you know? And you know, then I mean,
3: the things that I heard about it, and I've been like I've been like about this for maybe a year and a half now. When somebody tried to say that he's the next Drew Brees, I, I just – that's ridiculous. Like, sure, like, just because a guy's undersized, like, does some – like, does well in the SEC. Like, you're seeing it now. Like, people love this Auburn quarterback, Bo Nix, because, like, he was somewhat competent as a freshman on campus for Auburn. Like, sorry, guys. Bo Nix is not going to be, like, the next big thing. He's not winning, like, the Heisman Trophy. Like, he got bailed out in games by an incredible defense. Like, Jake Fromm had so much talent around him at Georgia that, I mean – it's kind of like at Ohio State, like you know, a pretty mediocre quarterback could probably go there and be like ten and two in the Big Ten. Well, that's what right? kind of C- happens. CC
0: JT Barrett, yeah, JT Barrett's yeah, like, the best it,
3: college quarterback ever
0: statistically, and and look at him now; he's a great, great yeah, like, practice player.
3: Like it's concerning. Last year, I said the same thing. It was concerned that Dwayne Haskins could not beat out JT Barrett. And now J.T. Barrett, you know, he's trying to become like a wide receiver. I think he's on the Steelers practice squad. You know, like back to Mitch Trubisky at UNC. Oh, we don't
0: know Mitch. No Mitch Trubisky slander. Big Bears fan. Uh, the, here. Pol-
3: the Polish prince. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Polish. I like, was concerned that he couldn't win the starting quarterback job at University of North Carolina. You know what I mean? Like football yards. Football concerns young. about He couldn't win the Ohio State job.
0: That's. A, I mean, you're you're right. To th- it is crazy that there are anomalies in that theory. But I—that's—that's that's something that I don't think. A, you know, I'm more than a casual football fan, but not much more than that. I don't—I th- don't really think about that when, when you know, Dwayne Haskins plays one year and, and leaves. It's like how many great NFL quarterbacks, you know, played one year be- because they didn't beat someone out. You know, it's just—it
3: it is kind of—it's different. It's like if you look at the kids in this draft. I mean, literally half of them transferred around because they didn't win a starting job. There's only one that gets to play. If you want to hear a funny story though? Joe Burrow had two older brothers, right? They both went to Nebraska. They were actually teammates with Zach Taylor at that in Nebraska. So the family has some long ties. His dad's a college coach, like really well-known in the coaching community. Joe Burrow was, like, knocking on the door in Nebraska, saying, I want to go here, and they wouldn't offer him a scholarship.
0: Yeah, they said – I remember because, you know, the the uh, Scott Frost came out and said, you know, like he, who, he wouldn't have beaten out any of our guys or whatever.
3: It's like, well, right. Scott. <laughs> right, Scott Frost, who, like, has been really mediocre there, and they just gave a contract extension through, like – Twenty thirty five because we're like we'll never <laughs> do it there. Twenty well, thirty five. Uh, yeah, Burrow
1: couldn't start there because your last name has to be Armstrong to start in Nebraska. Haven't they had like <laughs> three Armstrongs in a row?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I don't get to watch that much Nebraska football, frankly. Oh, you don't? <laughs> oh no.
1: When when do you really start tuning in in term of in terms of draft analysis? Do you watch from week one? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I watch college
3: football. I watch you know, every week I'm watching the SEC games. I'm watching PAC 12, you know, late at night, which is a lot of fun. If you're, if you're a big football fan, you want to watch some fun football. You go to the PAC 12 on like Saturday night, the score is like 73 to like 55, (laughs) like no defense whatsoever. Sometimes I watch the big 12 games, but those are kind of like a little bit of like, you know, popcorn soft football. So I I love, I watch the SEC. All right. And then I look at the prospects outside the SEC, kind of as the draft comes up, I'll watch a couple of their games live, and then I'll try to catch a couple of clips of their of their games on tape.
1: I'm going to throw out a couple names for you. Can you give me a sentence for these players?
3: <laughs> Jordan, Love, Jordan Love. Is he the next Patrick Mahomes?
0: Whoa! <laughs> uh, that was a question, not a not, Well, I guess he said sentence. So yeah,
1: yeah
3: never T- mind. You're T- good. T. Higgins. Why didn't he run his forty today? Because he's slow. <laughs> Um, DeAndre Swift, five nine, two hundred and fourteen pounds. If I was a betting man, I would take over on his four point four seven forty. Oh, well, this is can gonna you bet on that? This stuff? is
1: going to come out after he runs the forty, so we'll see. <laughs> that's gonna yeah, be don't good see though.
3: How someone that's like five, nine, 220 can run a, like his legs are like you know a little. Well, you said one sentence, but anyway, <laughs> he's, a he's a second round back. All right. Albert Okuebunam. Wow, did he
1: run fast today? Yeah. Wow, he did run fast. <laughs> I, I actually went to Missouri, so I was a little shocked to see uh, Albert O run a faster 40 than Kelly Bryant. That was a little surprising. Yeah, he,
3: looks, he looks lost half the time on the field, but, you know, you yeah. got can run.
1: I think he's a tight end version of Mike Evans, but that's a it very just- high ceiling. <laughs>
3: You know, so like, I love praise. the all They're like, oh, you know, the combine doesn't matter. All it does is confirm what's on tape. Like nonsense. Like he ran a four-five-nine, and now he's going to go in the third round. When most people were saying he's probably a fourth or fifth round guy coming into the week. Like you know, there's a direct correlation between successful tight ends and running fast down the seam, and he can do that.
0: Are there any? Are, do you have any more players that you want to say? Yeah, one more. Oh, okay, sorry. And then I have we, didn't, we
1: didn't really do a, a big conversation about this guy, Chase Young
3: dominant like in the conversation with julius peppers mario williams miles garrett is one of the best pass rush prospects ever i I get a kick out of people that say that his he wasn't that productive this past year i'm like what were you watching what (laughs) people are like i have some concerns with his production on tape i was like did you watch the michigan offensive line literally like frightened of the man i think i think People watch and look at his stats
1: when he was triple teamed in the Big Ten Championship and the playoff game. And then you're like, oh, he didn't have any production. Yeah, when the lights were shining the
0: brightest, he didn't do anything. Yeah, because because he was quadruple teamed.
1: Because
3: every player, including the quarterback, was trying to block him. (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, you saw in that playoff game, like, they must have rolled out away from Chase Young, like, seven or eight times. Like, sometimes they were just like, oh, no, our tackle's tired. We have no chance of blocking. (laughs) Let's just roll out right and try to get rid of it quickly. (laughs) He is – there are two
0: types of gigantic. There is Taco Fall, who we were with the other day, who is just a mountain of a person. And then there's Chase Young, who might be all things considered one of the biggest people I've ever s- stood next to. I. It, he just can't – that's why That's why I think the same thing with Devon Hamilton. They can't have bad careers. They're so massive.
3: Yeah, I mean, Chase Young is really impressive. Like, he's – He's like he like reminds me of like Miles even the Bosos or Miles Garrett, but he's probably more athletic. Oh, do you man. think
1: do you think it's a I'm trying to think how to how to phrase this? Is it weird or is it a bad thing that he's not going number one, even though he's probably the best prospect?
3: No, I mean the Bengals need a quarterback who will actually say, like, sure, I'd love to become a part of your dysfunctional family. <laughs> and it seems like Joe Burrow's that guy. He's like, sure, like Whoever For will pay me. That's what, that's what he says. Not, but I guess I'll do it. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: I love that. And
1: I have a – Wait, a- I, let me ask my question, <laughs> right, please, sorry. that I've been
0: waiting on. Um, as I said before, I'm a basketball guy. There's got to be some big tight end prospect that's a basketball player this year.
3: Oh, 100%. I mean, I've always wondered why more like they, a couple of years ago they tried to get a kid out of Georgia Nation to play left tackle. I've always wondered why people don't do that. But uh, there's a bunch of kids in this. I mean, I don't know. I don't watch basketball enough to know, but there's got to be the next Antonio Gates out there. Now, it's funny. If you guys are in Ohio, though, back to the Bengals, the dysfunctional Bengals. So during the CBA negotiation, there's a rule, right, where you have to spend 90% of the salary cap over three years, right? Yep. The biggest issue Mike Brown had with the collective bargaining agreement was how high they were going to raise that number. He wanted, he, he wanted to spend the least amount of money possible Oh on man. His- so, like, the whole idea that, you know, the Bengals aren't a dysfunctional franchise. No, they're cheap as hell.
1: What about uh, bringing Hugh Jackson back in after he got fired from the Browns? That was pretty functional.
3: Is Hugh Jackson back No, he's not. No, he? I'm talking about that season when they brought know, him back in. I know in. last I heard of Hugh Jackson, he got sent down to Atlanta to work out Colin Kaepernick, and, and Kaepernick moved the area of the, they were going to have to work out the Falcons facility, and they moved it to a local high school. People speculated why, but Hugh Jackson, rather than going to work him out at that high school – just packed his stuff up and went back to the airport. And <laughs> somebody texted me, Do you think Hugh went back to the airport because he was pissed that Kaepernick moved the workout or he was just really confused?
1: <laughs>
3: he, I
1: bought, yeah, Hugh I Jackson bought his his cameo. His, his, yeah, his whole income is cameo
3: now. What's that? Uh?
1: I bought, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, we both yeah. said that at the same time. I bought, you know, the app cameo.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, to watch that?
1: Yeah. I, I bought his cameo and had him say something to my little brother. And, and I got him to say something like, I hope you're enjoying watching the Browns. You're welcome for drafting Baker. Like, something like
3: that. <laughs> Hugh Jackson. I mean, Could there be anything better for you than, than doing the caveats? I mean, that's just great. Like talk about a guy that was, you know what? The Browns haven't done a lot without him. So, it's hard to get on Hugh even though he was, I guess, one in thirty-one. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, people give him a bad you, rep. He, he was you a know, winner. So don't you let out Browns fans all of a sudden think we're really turning the corner now? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, as a Bears fan, I try to stay a, a little bit away from making fun of of teams and their success, just because we were supposed to be Super Bowl champions as well this year. So MVP Mitch Trubisky, huh? <laughs> oh, jeez. You really well, don't who like is Mitch? this guy? Who is who is this guy? <laughs> The Polish Prince, I call him. Wait, okay, I guess if while we're on the topic of Bears, tell me if my theory is insane. I think we have, the Bears have like $13 million in cash base or something. We shell out a little bit, we cut a few more guys and we bring in Tom Terrific to be our quarterback and Mitch is, is our Prince in waiting.
3: Um, The Prince is not waiting for anything if you're getting the King, <laughs> all right? But Tom Brady's not going to Chicago. You know, they're going to go after like but what the general manager there is going to do is what I, I hate when guys do this, too, is he's bought into Mitch Trubis. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. He, he made the announcement and everything. They're 100% he behind him. His career on so, like, now he knows he has to bring in competition, but he's going to bring in a guy that he actually thinks Mitch has a chance of beating out. So, like David Carr, Derek Carr, whichever his name is, the one that plays for the Raiders. <laughs> Derek Carr. Derek. He's probably too good to bring in his competition, He is, because right? they, so they beat he's us last year. blame the fact that, well, his salary is too high. I can't get him for you, Matt Nagy. He's going to go get the Red Rocket, and Andy Dalton to come in because Andy Dalton. I've always said there's a threshold, right? If your quarterback isn't better than Andy Dalton, then you have a problem, right? <laughs>
0: so that will prove like he's your. They'll prove it.
3: Come in to compete with Mitch Trubisky. If Trubisky beats out Dalton, then you know what? I'm wrong. Ryan Pace is correct. He can play quarterback in the NFL. If not, then you got to look for a new guy. But he probably wouldn't, right? I don't know. I mean, they got to make a decision on where to pick up his option. They're, they're not going to pick up that. that. million that's pretty crazy i think but i got faith in mitch i think more than you obviously underrated mistake that the bears made
1: was trading
0: 100 picks for him well
1: and the wide receiver class last year was so good and they got riley ridley out of it and they traded their second round pick last year for what ended up being anthony miller when last year there was dk metcalf debo wait no 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 but you're
0: forgetting that we drafted kevin white seventh overall true they, but yeah, but that was White a different GM. Back back. Wait, what did you, uh, what did you, how'd you uh, rate Kevin White beyond coming the injuries?
3: <laughs> I remember Kevin White coming out from, he was a Lackawanna Junior College transfer to West Virginia. Okay. It just sounds I remember so his, bad. Coach, his coach, listen to this one. His coach at Lackawanna Junior College in Pennsylvania said, he's the second best wide receiver I've ever coached in my career. They asked who was the best. It was some guy I named David Reed who was in the NFL for a minute. I said, if Kevin White isn't your best wide receiver you've ever coached at Lackawanna Junior College, then this guy's not going to work in the NFL. He's still a rookie. He's
0: still a rookie, Kevin
3: Wright. Kevin White. Uh, Kevin wrong.
0: Kevin White from West Virginia? Yeah, he's still a
3: rookie. He hasn't accrued a season. Yeah, (laughs) he's still a rookie. He's actually
0: still a sophomore at West Virginia. Talk about football young. If Mitch is football young, then Kevin – I don't know what Kevin White is. He's
3: football – See, I mean, he's done. You know they made like one good play. I remember for the Bears, and I was shocked. Oh
0: yeah, he caught a 53-yard pass, and Barstool Big Cat tweeted, "He's thank God our first-round pick has showed up." And <laughs> then he, and then he, and then he had shin splints the next game and was out probably. So, but you know
3: what? They've done some pretty like, and I get on my pace a lot because of MVP Mitch, but Eddie Jackson <laughs> Tariq Cohen, they've nailed some mid-round picks there, pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was that was very nice of you and big of you to say. A concession, by me. I mean, Adams and he will never live that one down. But yeah.
0: Oh jeez. All <laughs> right, I just man. Think, yeah, I just think the Bears. <laughs> you know what they need? They need another white safety. That's probably what they need.
3: Yeah, they,
0: they
3: need their <laughs> Adam Archuleta. Come yeah. Back from, from exactly. Back. Exactly. Oh jeez. All right, man. We oh, appreciate
1: Bears. you coming on. Any uh, any more quick little nuggets
0: for us before we let you go? Well, tell me, is Ohio State basketball any good this year? Should I take them in my bracket? You know what? Let me tell you this. In a year where there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on, obviously, there's a lot of parity, and, and teams are beating all different types of teams, the Big Ten is beating up on each other, and it's going to go one of two ways. You can either take the Big Ten to have a lot of teams advance or none of them advance. It won't be in between. And since we're at Ohio State Podcast, they're going to the Elite Eight. All right, then who's your, who's your pick for the to win it all? I, it's got to be it's, Kansas. That's the safest pick, but I love I Creighton. I think Gonzaga does it this year. Whoa, that'd be crazy. I think Creighton is awesome. That's a great sleeper team. BYU shoots a lot of threes, and they have a great big man. So, like that, that is important in tournament. They get hot. Those are some teams that that people will be impressed by when you get them and, right. And West Virginia is very good, and they're playing for Kevin
3: White. I take West Virginia every year, and I get screwed. But well, West I'll Virginia's has lost six
0: to seven games right now, so they're not good graces with me.
1: Right, and they well, beat BYU, Ohio State.
3: You guys have given me my extent of my bracket research. I right? thank you, and hopefully we can do this again sometime. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Thanks Once, again for coming on. Maybe
1: we'll have you on right before the draft.
3: That sounds great. Take All care, right. guys. Thank you, man. Have Talk a good later. one.
1: We hope you enjoyed <laughs> those interviews. We figured something out. We enjoyed out. these interviews. And we figured something out. If you want
0: to win Big Ten player of the year, you need to average it's nineteen and a half to nineteen yep, points. Because we went down the list, and the only guy in the last well, Kata aver- averaged actually the most out of any of these guys. But and he was nineteen point eight. But six, no, it was eight. Oh. The, the thing Um, <laughs> think. This is uh on the internet. But this is all like full year stats. So in the Big Ten, I think I think it's safe to say that most of these guys average average closer to twenty, if not more than twenty. But like I think Luka Garza is averaging twenty. But um, I'm gonna look. I'll fact check you right now. But so if we go back, Kata – or. Last year was Cassius. He was 18. like eight. Year before Kate at 19.8. Um year before that was Caleb Swannigan, I think. He yeah. was 18. he was eight eighteen something. eighteen point six. Um year before that was Denzel Valentine. He was he was nineteen point something. <gasps> Holy
1: what? shit! What Garza is gonna fucking Bust this theory. Yeah. 23 and a half. Yeah, I t- I t- that's why I thought that everyone's going to have 20 points. Wow, he is busting this theory. Yeah, except for he has probably nine points tonight. He is busting today. this theory, and today they are up 15, 13, and he is 16. They're not up 13. They're up 55 to 42. I, what? Oh, I swear I was watching the game and we they're just up six. Yeah, 55-42, oh, okay. Garza
0: has 16. All
2: right, Garza. So not is better. Garza the
0: best Big Ten player of the last 10 years? Points wise, <laughs> I guess Frank the Tank, dude, though. You like, I thought Frank Kaminsky was gonna be like 22 and 10. Nope, 19. They all in 19, even Nick Stauskas. You know, he won a big 10, big 10 player of the year. He averaged 18. Sauce, Sauce Castillo, Sauce Doc, is just teammate. <laughs>
1: I cannot believe that that Garz is averaging. We should probably know this kind of stuff, but I just can't believe that he's averaging 23 and a <laughs> half. Well, points. I knew he was averaging
0: 20. I told you that, and you were like, no, 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 let me fat check you. Well,
1: the last 50 Big Ten players of the years have not averaged 20 points a game. And I know someone's going to reply to this and probably be like, you guys are so dumb. Stauskas averaged 20.3 in Big Ten play. We're not talking about Big Ten play. We're talking about for the whole season. Well, if they
0: do respond, they'll be good. We love the little reaction.
1: <coughs> yeah. All right. Anything else, Joe? I think that's it. There's a long episode. No way anyone besides Josh Schaffner is still listening. <laughs> what up, Schaff? And my dad. Yeah.
0: All right. We hope so you jo- we hope you enjoy. the show. We call episode. my dad, we call my dad something um me and LeBron Dre who we have referred to on the show before um, have continuously gave given him a bunch of nicknames that now they have turned into his middle names. So we call him Scotty, Darnell, Bitmoji, Rewind, Run it back, Lay out for it, three drinks at breakfast lane. All nicknames. Should we get there's him? more should we put to that it. on a t-shirt? <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. like LeBron's Hashtag just, just a sports fan from the with no dog in the fight. But yeah, I love sports, and yeah. I'm a sports guy, and <laughs> yeah. I love sports.
1: Yeah, we love sports, and we don't care who knows. Have you seen that video, Lonely Island? Yeah. All right, I'll show I you. I love after sports. This. I love sports too. All right, that's it. Buckle up and drive the lane. Look for that uh, meme that I'll be posting very shortly. Go Buck guys. Very it shortly already has been posted. Yeah, I meant very shortly after this. So, hopefully you guys retweeted it. Buckle up, drive the lane.